0: Welcome to Oilfield Talk. My name is Trey Falk, and I'm host of Oilfield Talk podcast. We want to speak with workers from all other aspects of the oil and gas industry and allow them, the outlet, to tell some crazy, amazing stories you just wouldn't believe are true. Not just the Wildcats, the drillers, the Roughnecks, the Roustabouts, but the land-based, offshore drilling operations, service companies, vendors, third-party personnel, production, transportation, all aspects of the industry that provide expertise throughout the oil field industry. But each of these have many, many hilarious stories to share about their time in the oil patch. I have no doubt that we will be able to share entertaining stories or tell tall tales that anyone who works in the industry will appreciate and get a hearty laugh while listening. But this is also gonna be a family podcast. We'll be able to invite our families at home to listen Although they won't believe half the stories we share, they may have a couple of dozen questions. Maybe it will give them and everyone a greater appreciation of the jobs we have in the oil field and why we enjoy our oil field family for half a year. So please take an hour or so out of your day, give a listen to the Oilfield Talk Podcast. Hope you enjoy the stories as much as I enjoy bringing them to you.
1: Where you want to start?
0: I, I really don't care. I'm going to do like a little mini intro and then uh, introduce you. And it's your story. It's what you want to tell. It's whatever you want to tell. I don't care. I want to hear some neat, fun, hilarious, crazy stuff that happens in the oil patch that uh, other people can relate to that that appreciate. I want the oil hands that are listening to want to, to hear those stories. And I got one just like it. This is uh, Trey Fault. I'm starting, this is the first show, the first recording, and I'm over in uh, Kaplan, just outside of Kaplan, Louisiana, with an uh, oil field friend that I met through a friend. His name's Poopy. How you like that for a name? I'm going to let him explain. I'm going to spell it P-O-O-P-Y. We say Poopy. Introduce yourself.
1: It's actually pronounced Poopy. And I just put my finger up, right? Okay. <laughs> All right? It's Cajun French for Precious Baby. There you go. I was so cute when I was young. You were so cute, Mom. <laughs> Everybody what? says, what happened?
0: That's right. Exactly right. <laughs> All right. I appreciate you letting me come spend the night last night. Uh, I drove in late last night. Yesterday was a, uh, a long, miserable day, to be honest with you. The trailer still has electrical problems. Uh, there's a short in the uh, in the whole lights right so i don't have any trailer lights and to make a long story short i'm gonna probably do a a little intro explaining yesterday to get here but i had all good intentions of of uh, getting here early during the day and i got here at what 10 30 11 o'clock at night so uh yeah i made it for a long day i was able to spend the night we had a a good evening last night chatting until one or two o'clock in the morning and Now we're going to do us a a recording. So, you understand the basic ideas? Tell me a story. That's what I want. I want to, I got a whole bunch of ideas.
1: (laughs) They're all familiar. (laughs) Uh. So, tell me about Poupé, right? You said it's back in when I was a baby, like just born, my mother had a a lady that would help her, you know, because I was the middle of five children. Mm Mm-hmm. So she had somebody come over and help her clean and, and, you know. Right. Help out. I have two of them. (laughs) And she nicknamed me, oh, that's a little pig. Oh,
0: he's so cute. Yep.
1: So that's where Miss Medillia.
0: Miss Medillia calls you poupé That's where that came from. All right. I like it.
1: Everybody went to the dark side with that name. Oh, I know they did. (laughs) Uh, All your friends, right? Air quotes. So-called.
0: That's right. Air quotes. So do they call you that in the oil field?
1: Oh, mind It's on your hat. It was on my, uh on my hat and my coveralls mm-hmm. until I started being a company rep, <laughs> a company man, and then you gotta I gotta went take to that Percy. that right. You gotta be yep, a little bit yep. higher. You exactly. Know. You gotta look a little more professional. Mm, that's right. You gotta
0: you know take the poupee off your shirt and put your Percy. Um, tell me about where you live. You've been down here your whole life. No. Oh,
1: okay. I, uh, I lived down here was uh, 2005. I moved to the Woodlands, Texas.
0: All right. Yep. And uh,
1: worked in-house at McGee, which uh, turned into Anadarko. I worked there for about 10 years as a desk engineer.
0: In Houston. Uh.
1: In the Woodlands. Right, right. I didn't go down to Houston until 26th of 2010. I started consulting. Okay. And that's when I first started working for Noble Energy. Okay. And they were on uh, two forty nine uh, Right. Cypress. Cyprus it's called.
0: And what did you do or what do you do in the oil I, field? You I started was, off as a roughneck?
1: Started out as a hand. <laughs> Hi. Right. Tell me the, tell me.
0: People like to hear.
1: Actually I started out as a rostabout. Okay. And I did I I was taking the dude's place that had a stabilizer roll over his ankle because yeah. he didn't chalk it right on the crew boat. That's it. And when it rocked, it moves. Like, it moved. It, it rolled right over his ankle.
0: Broke it, probably.
1: Um, and uh, another backstory is my my mama got me every job I ever had. <laughs> uh, Thanks, she's mom. She's a beautician. So you know how that <laughs> who you know. You know the, the beauty shop talk.
0: That's right. That's right. Who you I, know. That's
1: how I got it. You
0: know. And, uh, you worked she, your way up, Rouseabout, like Galleyhand.
1: Well, Rouseabout, we, we were working for Shell in Mobile Bay. This is back in '88, mm-hmm. and uh, we uh, we ended up finishing that contract, and we moved over to Matagorda Bay, working for Hall right. Houston all and Gas and Corpus Christi all and Gas. Well, they knocked it, you know, because Shell was paying extra money for like a six-man drill crew and night crane operators and full Rouseabout right. crew. That wall went to. <laughs> and uh, so I got knocked back, and he said, Hey, you want to go on unemployment or you want to go in the galley? I said, <laughs> Yes, I'm going B, to the galley. A B, yeah. Actually, it was BR. That's I was right. a Changing sheets. Changing sheets and washing dirty. On yeah, that's the right. <laughs> you just, you don't I knew everybody that had skin marks.
0: Everybody's right? business. That's <laughs> right. You know everything when you got to go pick up their stuff.
1: And I started sharpening knives.
0: Oh you I
1: know, love to do got me that. I'm some Arkansas whetstones. Yep. I'd I sit on that wash it dry, and I was a washer because the dryer was too hot. So I <laughs> <laughs> started sharpening knives five hours a lick.
0: That's right. Yep. Yeah. I actually looked into that as a as a business. Uh I mean I really enjoy it. Matter of fact, I've got a bunch of tools in my truck. I am always sharpening my Gat-co, knives. Or others. Or- exactly. I've Man. got them both. I got all of them, really. I- now I don't have any of the mechanical ones. All of mine are uh manual. I,
1: I have a mechanical one, I don't find it works so
0: well. Yeah, I'm kind of like you. Because um, it's all about the angle. It's absolutely about the angle. If you can't maintain that exact... 22 degrees? Is a is a very good um, utility angle. Yeah. That'll
1: hold the edge for... Correct. Longer than a 15 Correct. or...
0: You know. Yeah, it just, I mean, it depends on applications, but yeah, we can go down that rabbit hole. So, up to the rig floor.
1: So, no, I went out and roused about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after we got, I got, you know, went, went out as a roustabout and did that for about, I don't know, six months. And then that floor hand job opened up.
0: Yep. Somebody started, moves your quits. About,
1: I got run off. <laughs> now I got run off. Exactly. <laughs> started roughnecking, you know. And
0: that was back in work. the day when you are running tongs. and. Oh, I was,
1: did, all, you know, I was, I was a, there was no Young iron man. roughneck. neck. That's
0: right. That's no, right. It's all man. manual tongs. I was working You probably didn't out. have chains. You were probably no, just, we, just we pat- still it. Ch- you had to chains. keep
1: it behind the drawers. All right. Because if that come out, yeah. well, it was MMS back right, then. Right. I remember. They come out.
0: Little red chopper.
1: Gotta be in a bucket and it looks like and you put a mop in it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> to
1: hide it. I love yeah, it. Of course.
0: They know exactly. Look, I'm a safety man, right? So <laughs> they know all the tricks of how to do it unsafe, but it's more efficient. And then when I show up or Bessie shows up or MMS showed up, uh, yeah, they can make those little assisting items disappear. And, uh, and then they sit there and look all, look how professional, look how safe we are. I, I get
1: it. Yeah, I've caught of, them
0: too many times.
1: <laughs> you know, one, one of the things when you first get on the rig, you know, start rousseling about and rub-nagging, hazing.
0: Oh, yes. I just posted a, a picture the other day. And it had a girl in in full gear holding a sack over her head
1: oh and somebody came behind right? and...
0: that's the joke people don't know right oh. so the oil field hands know so bet so... you
1: bet you can't lift that over your head exactly a and, brand, and new or his, brand new roughneck a brand new roustabout. somebody's about, behind them and
0: they're trying to prove themselves take a, and, take and, a carpet and, and that's a 50 pound sack <laughs> you can't pick that up over your head and of course 18 year old kid first time offshore he picks it up. Oh, gotta, yes, I can. You got to prove you sir. And he holds it up over his head. What he don't realize oh, is that somebody there's behind somebody him <laughs> behind him with a box cutter and slits that bag of gel. Anyway, he would slit that, and it would just poof all over their head, right? <laughs> so they're wearing it. Everybody knew, you know, got to go get that skyhook, right? Send oh that guy God. out for or a skyhook. Or the
1: key for the V-door. The
0: key for the V-door, right? Those are just crazy. Oh, my God. Crazy ha- and there's Hundreds of them. We're gonna tell so many freaking stories that yeah, people and, are gonna tell. And
1: everybody was in on it except for the dude that. Oh, exactly. Was he girl. was brand
0: new. He didn't yeah. know any better. You know, and he they, hadn't learned. And they learned.
1: said, "Well, you know, the would Say, oh, go to the drill, go to drill floor and get that sky hook. We need it right now. <laughs> right now. Hurry up. Running now here's stairs. the thing.
0: They'd show up to me, right, and I'm working. I need a sky hook, and I'd be like, I don't have it. Uh, the mechanics borrowed it. So then, boom, go they go to the mechanics, the right, and then the mechanics are sitting there. No, I fixed that and sent it back yeah. up to the rig floor. So the guy's bouncing all
1: over the... <laughs> hey, oh, no, the welder's gone. Exactly. And it keeps going Exactly. And going. Oh, no, the tool pusher. Just push- as long as you can tool- drag it out. The tool pusher took it. It's in the, the tool-, tool... So it was, it was, that was the last part of the story. Exactly. Because the tool pusher wasn't in on
0: it. Correct. He's not going to want that. No, he... And, of course, the poor kid goes to the tool pusher's and office. And he goes...
1: Get, get started, your butt back to work. This, who started this? So that's then right. We get our butt chewed. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's
0: Perfect. Exactly right. So just, uh, just, that's I, what I think. I, that's one of the reasons that I wanted to start this podcast was because we in the oil field know those things. We laugh at them. We love them. We're smiling right now talking about it. Your, pa- your kids don't know anything about it. Right. Not and much. and Not the families don't really understand it. And well,
1: you had two families and you had your offshore family and your home. family.
0: You made my point. You're exactly right. In the oil patch, we are a family of workers and we're a tight bond of people that have similar interests uh, on the rigs. Right. We uh, work,
1: you know, everybody's kids, everybody's wife.
0: You watch them grow up the whole nine yards. Some people live close. Some people are four states away. But as soon as you get back on the rig, how, how'd your wife do during that surgery? Or, you know, did your kid pass that class? Because last hitch, we're sitting there around the smoke shack or in the drilling shack or wherever, taking five minutes telling a, a buddy that my 16-year-old daughter's giving me a headache. <laughs> she gave me a good headache yesterday, J.C. Noel. Yes, I'm calling you out on the podcast Woo. right now.
1: Yeah, girl, he is kind of po
0: Oh, no, I'm not P.O.'d. I just, I think it's funny. So <laughs> I think it's funny that she wanted to go to New Orleans. And then when I told her, no, uh, all of a sudden she was too sick and couldn't go. So anyway, it's long story short. <laughs> you called out, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, but they don't know. See, they don't understand why we love what we do. And- those of us that stay in it, I'm 26 years, you're 28?
1: 35.
0: Holy smoke, 35 years. So he started when he was 18. I didn't go out until I was 25. Uh, I left in 1995 and started my uh, oil field career. He started in 88. It gets in your blood. You, you get to travel, you get to see things, you get to meet people that you've never met and then create this bond that is fun. I mean it's it's like any work creates a bond. I get it. But we lived together for twenty eight days. Fourteen and fourteen when I started. Some of the old production platforms were seven and seven. But you're right. And that's why I want people to uh,
1: and, and you know, not to harbor on the hazing. Oh, that was way more than the,
0: So tell me the another two. one. Oh, tell me another one. Jack Gray. I don't know Jack Gray. Uh oh! I'm fixing first, to get it.
1: First time you get up on that floor and you get you become a roughneck. I never
0: worked on the drip floor. There like, you
1: go. The other guy the the Derrick hand, the driller wasn't involved. Okay. Derrick okay, hand yeah. and, and the other three hands, they chase you down, pull your, uh, pull your coveralls off, and take the dope. Brush. Oh yes. And they they dope you know. That's that stuff. right. That's and, right. And, and, and it was Jack Gray.
0: Ah, got you. Yep,
1: yep. But. I was lucky, enough, uh, when I first got up there, like right before they had uh, like the Derrick Henry on our hitch. He was he was one of those. Oh yeah. Muscle bound, you know he was strong, but he didn't realize I just came out of college football. <laughs> you plenty <laughs> strong. And be like, uh, so it was all about arm wrestling. Yeah. And I, that was that was one of the rites of passage. Sure. He, Oh yeah, he can't. He can arm us. Nah. nah. Okay. Oh. Yep. So I, I beat the strongest dude on the rig. <laughs> so they, didn't, they didn't, they didn't haze me. Ah, because they got, knew I got respect.
0: That's right. You know? That's right. it's
1: all about respect. It about is. That. It is. It's showing it and giving it. Correct. It's, it's not a one way street. Nope.
0: As soon as and they, those that don't, they get, they, on a,
1: they get on a crew boat and bye they, bye.
0: they end up going somewhere else, either by choice or oh, forced, forced. Yep. We're in a day now that it's not as easy as it used to be. Oh, no, it's, but, it's not uh, acceptable. But when we started, Tool Pusher or somebody had a bad day, he's absolutely right. Put him down on that boat. I don't want to ever see him again. <laughs> and they would literally pick him up with a crane in a basket and set him on the boat right then.
1: And then at lunchtime, they'd send you a plate lunch. You weren't coming up. No. No relief. No. Send him eat, a plate lunch belly on the belly- Billy pew. That's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, Billy pew's the basket. I'll have a picture of that. The man rider
1: was that piece of wood. wood, Oh, yeah, it had a belt. It was (laughs) jerry-rigged.
0: It's the the next level from a bosun's chair. So if anybody knows the Navy, they've seen them hanging on the side of the boat painting. They're in a bosun's chair. We had a man rider that had a piece of board on it. And, uh, yep, pick them up with an air hoist back in the day. And now we have dedicated man riders. And that's another thing. We speak a different language. You know what Billy Pugh is. I know what a man writer is. Our family doesn't have a clue. And I'm going to use this platform to also explain what some of that stuff is for the people that are interested. I had a good friend, high school friend, whose father, she just told me this story the other day. Her father was in the oil field, and she could not understand why he left, why he would go to work. And as a child, I guess that was traumatic in a sense. And I never really thought about it, even raising my kids. Absolutely. But she's very excited to hear some of those stories and wanting to understand why we would give up half our life with our families to provide for them and money is part of it. But honestly, it's the time off for me. Because a friend of mine, when I first started the career, he was a fireman. And every fireman I know has a part-time job because they don't pay and they have to make more money. So he's sitting here telling me, you're leaving your family for for, a month at a time. I said, I spend more time with my family than you do. And he's like, oh, no, I'm home. No, you're not. You see your kid sleeping when you walk out the door at five o'clock in the morning. You don't get back until seven o'clock at night and you might get to spend an hour or two before they go to bed. And you do that every day. When I'm home, I wake them up, at school, I'm spending time, I'm there for 28 days, not just a couple of hours. So it works out math wise. You actually spend more time with your family than working a nine to five. Would you agree?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So what uh, I'm going to put this up on the website. This is a little questionnaire um, that I put together. It is chocker block full of ideas and suggestions and things to spark the imagination. Right. So. Hopefully, a guest. I'm going to send this ahead of time where uh, people will be able to read over it. I put some little spaces in there for people to write, oh, yeah, I want to tell this story, or I want to write, I want to uh, expand on that, or circle, or highlight, whatever. Use it as a tool. I would like to, and I'm going to get some better pictures, but uh, this table I made, it's a shaker screen, right? Um, I'm going to get some close ups. I'll some fancy editing and stuff to, but I'm really proud of it uh it turned out better than I expected and it's got some memorabilia built into it from when I graduated high school in 86 all the way through my family um I got something that represents all of my close family right here that's close by um and then a bunch of money uh from other countries around the world just uh Conversation pieces really and something to go. ooh, ah, you yeah. know,
1: yeah, tell me a story. Yeah. Well, I was gonna bring up karma, okay? You know, you always have it's either a driller or a crane operator that you work for, either Rouse about or Roughneck, right? Well, we had this crane operator, and he was. No, he was mean yeah and it was not fun working for him no you know and uh boy he'd he'd, he'd just berate you like mm-hmm. you know like you were nothing so uh we were we were changing out of uh fruit was it? no it was up in uh, was that, uh port aransas
0: Lorenzo's, yep
1: At, uh we had moved the rig over there and uh Dude, we had the crew boat was a Texas Star, seventy five foot yeah. cork, right? It was a right. like cork. That was a crew boat. Yep. You know, had the little one inch pipe with the with the chain that we <laughs> yeah. had a belly loop. Yep. You know? Well, we, that, dude, it was like 12, 15 footers.
0: Oh, rough, Man, rough just water. Just
1: hitting, 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 and uh, important important The worst person was. It was our Slumber JC man.
0: That oh, kid. Getting had, sick.
1: Oh, it, no, his head was in the toilet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah.
1: Boom, boom. But the funny part about this story is uh, everybody got sick. Right. And it, and uh, that crane operator came out. He goes, Y'all, are a bunch of wussies. Mm-hmm. You know? I, he goes, I made it. I'm tough. And, well, I had I just threw up on the deck. <laughs> And I said, "Buckwheat, look right at," him. <laughs> immediately got him. Oh yeah, got him. Karma.
0: Karma. <laughs> All right, so I got to tell my rough boat story. The very first time I ever rode a crew boat. So when I started in the Gulf of Mexico was '97. Uh, we were flying, ninety percent of the time. But if you were inland or close to to shore. Uh, we did still take crew boats they were phasing them out but anyway my first crew boat out of cameron i get on the boat everybody had their sleeping spot laid out right everybody got there at two o'clock three o'clock in the morning i was brand new and never been on a boat i got there at five exactly (laughs) or five thirty, just before the boat kicks off and there's nowhere to sit right all the way at the front there was a table and a television Nobody was sitting there. It's
1: the worst spot to ride. I don't know
0: that, <laughs> right? It's the only <laughs> open spot. So my little young butt goes sits up there, and this is back in the day when you could smoke, and wow. they had an ashtray on the table, mm-hmm. right? And there was a horror movie. I'm not a horror movie person, but there was a, I don't remember Stephen King or something playing on the VCR. So the boat takes off. We get out of the channel. We get in the Gulf of Mexico, and we start that that slow boom, right? little boom. I'm feeling weightless. You know what I'm talking about? And then crash, and I'm starting to kind of giggle on the inside. It, it kind of made me think of a roller coaster, right? And A little exciting, right?
1: Quit giggling pretty quick. Huh?
0: Wait. <laughs> it gets better than that. So once he gets up to speed and we start really getting into the waves, I'm laughing on the inside. Everybody else, not so much. I light a cigarette up start smoking a cigarette boom boom well i'm getting a little bit hungry reach in the bag pull out a bag of pork rinds oh my god i'm sitting at the front of this boat riding these big old waves right smoking a cigarette and eating pork rinds inside the boat
1: stomach. <gasps> everybody
0: i did not get sick
1: oh you did i
0: did not you were get sick you're making them sick Everybody else on the boat's retching. There, there's messes everywhere. The toilet's backed up. We get to the rig. I was laughing. I thought it was a great, fun ride. It was my oh, I
1: bet f- you that one to get his for you.
0: Let me tell you something. <laughs> You're right. Because I had P-back. one of them, yeah, and I didn't been to this rig before. I don't, I don't even <laughs> remember who it was. But it was one of those tough guys. He's like, if you ever light another cigarette or a bag of pork rinds on a boat, It just kind of left it there, you know? It's like, I didn't even know what I was doing was causing the problem. I had no idea. I was doing it out of pure innocence, and everybody else thought I was being— I'd never been on a crew boat. So I learned a lesson right there. One, don't sit in the front. I'm very fortunate. So far, I haven't gotten seasick ever. Um, The closest I got was in Vietnam. And you, you ever worked in the Far East? No. All right, so in the Far East, they have something they call uh, fish oil. And they, they put it on everything. It smells like fish, like bad. Rotten. Yeah, bad fish. Anyway, and they put it on like soy sauce, but it's fish. And I was riding this boat. It wasn't super rough, but they were cooking lunch, and that smell was coming out. I had to go to the absolute furthest point forward, so I was getting all the fresh air. I didn't lose it, but I was, Whoa. Not feeling good. (laughs) No. All right. Guys, we're 30 minutes in. Um, This is going pretty fast. I don't
1: think I finished the story about the the, uh, crane operator.
0: Oh, I thought you did. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. I thought that was the karma.
1: when When he started throwing up. His false teeth came out of his mouth <laughs> and went to go. Oh, my gosh. oh yeah. So yeah, he ate, he ate tapioca that. pudding for the whole hitch. So oh, he didn't he have any
0: cool. teeth to chew in. No. <laughs> I bet he wasn't as mean. Either. It just doesn't work we the same. Like,
1: Dude, we can't understand. We we're the guy trying to say, can't understand you.
0: That's right. You know and even though you did understand him, no, yeah, paybacks. Paybacks. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Um, just want to show off. Uh, got some graphics. Got some. New stickers here for uh, Nomad Mobile Productions. That's my little, a uh, little production company, and we got some cool little mm-hmm. stickers with the logo for hard hats and tally books and all that fun stuff. Guests get obviously free, uh, free stuff. Got T-shirts. Just got those out yesterday. I'll show you the back later. Guests are getting that too. So just trying to do a little advertising see if we can build up some viewership and some uh listenership
1: gotta pay the bills
0: gotta pay the bill well, we ain't making no money i'm <laughs> spending plenty of money right now uh i'm gonna do a whole separate video on the trailer um this is the first time it's been used to record you, um,
1: I'm, i mean i did that I,
0: I appreciate that i have not even recorded myself in here seriously this is the first time a recording's been made in this trailer and so far i think it's working out pretty good What else you got?
1: Let's see.
0: Look, he got a lot of stories, but some of them he can't tell in this format. So Jody. That's right. Jody.
1: Oh, my God. Everybody knows Jody. He's cutting your grass and drinking your beer.
0: That's right. (laughs) So go ahead. Tell them what Jody is or who Jody is.
1: Jody is a euphemistic guy that... That's a $3 people,
0: word there, euphemistic.
1: And <laughs> people use to get in your head, yeah. especially if you're a newlywed. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a that's the easiest yeah, way that to that pick fresh, on. That
0: fresh wedding. I, it kind of know. gets back to hazing. I'm so
1: happy. It is <laughs> it hazing. Is. It
0: absolutely is hazing. Hey, I bet Jody's at your house. Oh,
1: hey, cut, he's drinking your beer. That's right. And, you this, know, he's I, uh, mowing the lawn. It ain't outside. That's right.
0: So... I told you this last night, but uh, I used to get home from being offshore, and I'd be talking to the wife, and I'd say, "Hey, I said, would you please ask Jody to at least take his size twelve boots and put them under the bed instead of
1: <laughs> instead of sitting so in you my
0: step. I, I don't want to stub my toe on Jody's boots, you know. So I never played into the Jody thing. I mean, I figure what happens, and you know, you can't do anything about. It. You'll find out eventually. They all do. <laughs> oh my God. And then you get the uh, the sad eyes when they find out Jody was real. And, man, you know, that that's oh. a sucker punch.
1: Well, then you feel bad. Absolutely. For about two seconds. Yeah, and then, and then you really start hazing <laughs> them. Then you got to go back to
0: work. <laughs> well, and then you're going to harass them and get them out of their, uh, oh, yeah, get out of out their blues, yeah, you know. Get it's,
1: them out of that uh, suicidal thoughts. Yep, know? yep. I got to go in. I got to uh, go in. We oh, ain't got no crew boat till next week.
0: I got the got T-shirt. My- Been there. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely oh
1: my god oh yeah you're talking about I see iron roughneck boy we didn't have the first you know other, other than the bj tongs you know Yep. we had a spinner hawk correct you know or the chain we used uh, a spinner hawk when the security or mms right. came around yeah but otherwise that thing would rack right back <laughs> it was, put a hook on that put it in the corner yeah and we use that chain because it was so much faster. Yeah.
0: I never threw a chain. Uh, I've seen a chain oh, thrown. You,
1: you got to put your hands out like that That's or you're right. going to lose a
0: Oh, that is the oil field of the back in the day. Matter of
1: fact, you see how that pink is crooked a little yep. bit? Yep.
0: Caught it on a chain. Or a chain caught you.
1: Well, it almost got me up. Oh, yeah. Pulled it out, but it, it was broken. Uh, and I, I, didn't, I didn't, you know, suck it up. Uh, you put don't some say, duct
0: tape on you it. You don't say nothing. Got another stand. You tape
1: it to this thing. That's right.
0: And, and, they, and you go, they didn't come to the medic. They put some damn duct tape on We didn't even have it. a medic. Well, exactly.
1: We had a hospital room.
0: Right. A room, but nobody.
1: All they had in there was a, a sort of, uh, what does it call it? A peroxide. Yeah. A hydrogen peroxide. Yeah, a couple of band-aids, about, yeah. and Band-Aids and Tylenol. and a couple of gauze. That's
0: it. Yep, minimum.
1: And a stretcher.
0: Yeah, and that was just because if they couldn't that was move, was the requirement. They took them exactly,
1: exactly. And and, uh, and that uh, what they call it, that's with the st.
0: When Stokes put a, stretcher,
1: yeah, Stokes. You put them, you grab yeah. them with the crane. And Correct. Them on you can pole. pick
0: them up. It's a hard, it's a hard litter or a well, hard stretcher.
1: I had a, I had a like uh, it was March of last of two thousand twenty-two. I was on a uh, rig and. Uh, main Pass sixty four. Mm-hmm. I was on a lip boat and yep. uh had a bad situation. with a snubbing unit that was we were using as a workover hydraulic workover
0: Right. Um, that
1: was bad. what did he do? Oh the whole time to- we, we were setting it up. got it stacked up about we had two more lifts. We didn't put the uh the crow's nest up yet thing. Oh. While, while he was yeah. tied off to it, uh,
0: so I yeah. don't want to really go down that rabbit hole. I, I, we talked about this, and I'm probably going to leave it in. But, but
1: that, that was that was a safety point. Do not if you're going to be up high like that in the crane balls don't right tie there. Tie off
0: to the load. Tie
1: off to the ball. That's right. Tie off to. Don't
0: ball. tie off to the oh. load because oh, no. you're going to ride the load down. Oh, that's the. That's
1: exactly what happened.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean. I don't want this to be a trauma drama uh, no. um, podcast. This is a safe a safe um, But the thing is, out. it's real. And oh. that is the danger part. It's one of the reasons we make the money we do. It is it ranks in one of the oh. top um most dangerous uh, uh oh. careers or, or occupations.
1: You know, people say I don't know why you make what y'all make, I don't do nothing. All you do is go out there and eat.
0: Yeah right. Oh, we eat steak every day. We eat gourmet oh, meals every day. Yeah, on a vacation. Right, right, right. You know, it's just a love boat. You know, <laughs> every day you go out there, and it's not. It's work. It's, it's hard work. It's hot work. Um, it's <laughs> tough. I mean, it's not easy. I mean, we're extracting one of the most precious uh, uh, things of of oil out of the ground, and I'm going to use this podcast to uh, to help educate uh, those listeners that don't understand some of the things that he was just mentioning like uh, work over rig or uh, spinner hawk or I'm going to try to uh, put some pictures in of those items uh, hopefully on the video I'm going to type in spinner hawk is this does that if I can find some videos and stuff of what it is and how it works for the people that don't know um, we know We can talk about it and keep talking but i'm hoping that this will have kind of a dual effect i don't want i want the oilfield hands to listen to hear the funny stories and relate and hopefully come be a guest but i also want the families to get the personal side of why we do it and maybe learn a little bit um, of some of these different things that we talk about you might eavesdrop and hear, you know, talking to a buddy all this uh, jargon, and if you're interested.
1: Well, oh, I see cattle stories. Cattle. It says cattle stories. Okay. Okay. I yeah. bought a.
0: So uh, the reason I the reason I wrote that is, we're at work 24 uh, 28 days. We're at home 28 days. A lot of these guys, they've got farms. They got you know businesses at home. So. I've heard plenty of cattle stories of breech babies and all these different problems at 2 o'clock in the morning. Anyway, go ahead What's yours.
1: <laughs> well, I, I, bought, I bought some land, and uh, I don't know, if I, I bought 15 heifers. And I, I put them in on this land, and this, the fence was really not up to par. And uh,
0: I'm going to interpret that for you. The fence was not up to par. I mean, anyway. <laughs> it wasn't. No,
1: it wasn't no good. And I'm just
0: teasing it. I, I love the accent. I'm from the,
1: the property I had border. It was, we had a border with this uh, gentleman that worked for my grandfather for his whole life. Right. He was a carpenter. Right. And I'm offshore. The the cows break out. And this dude. This dude had been building his. You know, his retirement, it was a citrus farm. Okay. With all the oranges and that, oh, them no. cows got in there. Oh, Ate them up. Ate them all. Oh. <laughs> when well, he starts shooting at them. Oh. He starts shooting at the cows. Oh, God. And what he didn't realize is my grandfather, who he worked for his whole life, had given me 10 grand to buy those cows. Oh. So he was shooting oh. my grandpa's Money. Cow. That's yeah. right. Oh. When he found out, bro, he a He, he goes to... He apologized. <laughs> he didn't hurt the cow. I mean, it was just right. a little pepper, right? You know. <laughs> but I'm like, and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna fix this. I'm, I'm like, I called mm-hmm. the dude, a uh, buddy mine, and, like I said, I need you to go fix my fence, bro. It cost me a thousand dollars. I yeah. said, do what you got to do.
0: We he, can't. <laughs> I mean, we're offshore. We have to rely on uh, people to do things that we would normally take care of.
1: Yeah, Even something stuck.
0: that's right. I mean, the wife calls. The car's having problems. Okay, it's a starter. You can change it yourself, but uh, she can't. And you call your buddy, and he changes it or tow it. And it's just the 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 the, the trade off that we have to do sometimes. Um, being away, oh. we have to find creative ways to take care of business, family re- uh, requirements.
1: You know, b- back when I was, I was actually. Running tools at that time, I quit running. I quit working on the rig. Well, well, I mean, I say quit work. Quit working for the drilling company, and started. I went to the dark side where the <laughs> money was. You know, that's and right. Started working as a tool hand. You know? and, uh, well, I got a phone call, and it, I had bought my wife this used Chrysler the New Yorker, man, and it had a it had double fan belts.
0: All right.
1: Well. My kids always wanted cats. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Break boat belt. That was one hundred thirty eight dollars oh. a lit. Oh god. That happened twice. <laughs> and so she's stuck. I'm offshore. I'm like I don't know what to do. Nope. I yeah, gotta get call, it fixed. Call a buddy. That's it. Somebody's Good gonna. Good thing I, I got a couple of buddies that are uh, helicopter mechanic. Ah. And they take they, care. they 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 either you know they usually work seven to seven. Right. One of them's going to be off. So, <laughs> hey, I need to go, go get two fan belts and go to the house yeah, and right. fix that. <laughs> go
0: fix the car because, yeah. You know. And I'll
1: pay you when I get back in.
0: Absolutely. And that's just the way it works. You know, we have friends that uh, have a little bit of everything. And you know, so you know who to call.
1: Yep. You know, and uh, but you, can, you can't cry a wolf too many times. Or, or you can't reciprocate. Yes. You, you know, you can only go to that well too many times before you fill it back up. That's right. No.
0: Nope. What else are you know good?
1: Oh my God. Let's see. Oh, fracking job. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> man, you know I was a tool hand. Right. So I'm up on the, the floor, and this is when when they had skid skid packages. You know, you had the the blender, the pump, mm-hmm. the mixer, and uh he had, you know, a couple of pump depends on how many horsepower, hydraulic horse H H P right. Um, and it was all on the top piper rack. you know, and that was easy. We had these little two way rate uh two way radios. You just push the talk, you know? Right. And it was a little earbud in your ears. Okay. And uh, after that, uh kinda got on the when they want to start fracking, that was like in 96. Yeah, early so early days the, of fracking. Got the first frac boat. Uh, Matter of fact, it was a work boat. That they oh, it converted the, them. They, yeah. they took the skid package and put it on the back of the boat and just it's, it's, and they, weld it down. Yep. They, yeah. yeah. Just What do they call it? Sea anchoring or shoring or yep. something like that. And uh, anyhow, well, you can't see those guys. You, no. There's no face to face. There's no.
0: There's distance. There's no right? like, So you're up on a if, on a ship or a, a rig, and the boat has got. This is for the non-frackers. Uh, this is basically a pump boat. It, it has a giant pumps, and it's going to pump super high pressure uh, fluids, and volume, and volume, right? High volume, high pressure um, down the drill pipe, down the string with some special uh, sand in it. And the whole idea is you're going to push into the formation so hard that you're actually going to fracture the, the the pay zone, right? So if you think about um, what's the word I'm looking for? A wedge. A ledge. A
1: wedge. A wedge. Like yeah. a tree.
0: There you go. You, know, you rock right.
1: a wedge in a right. tree, so, you can so open it up. A
0: pay, a pay zone is that sand that has the oil or the gas or both. Matter in of fact,
1: they are, they call it a sand wedge. Correct. From the first there story. you go,
0: and. In the old days, we would go down and perforate the pipe, we'd blow some holes in it, and then the formation pressure would blow, would allow that oil and gas to come in and come up, and we'd make money. Then somebody got smart and went fracking, and they pumped down first. They pumped that sand into the formation. They fracture it, which allows faster flow and more well, volume. more
1: porosity. Correct. It and increases. your formation finds do not... Plug your perforation holes
0: up. Right, because you've already wedged in that sand to keep uh, keep the open.
1: Because the the actual formation sand is smaller than the proppant. Oh, okay. The sand's called I thought prop. it was the other way around. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. The sand's bigger. It allows a little bit of a flow through to float, and, and it, it's a filter. Meter. And then you got the screens there to even help more.
0: Right. You know, and that keeps all but, the formation dirt, dust, and mud but, coming.
1: But the prop and, just
0: want that oil. The,
1: the prop and the sand, I mean, I, we actually use sand, too. It was Ottawa. You it's know?
0: very, very specific sand. It's a special it's, sand it's that's found in only a few places. Now, imagine this guy who's got 500 acres of sand, right? His father left him. and uh, And then some engineer goes by and says, that is the perfect sand. We want to buy all your sand. This poor guy built a castle out in the middle of nowhere because he's got a sand pit that is perfect for this job. And there's been a lot of people that looking yeah. for that sand. Yeah,
1: well, you know, when we got to higher pressures, higher temperatures, yes. we couldn't use that, that natural made sand anymore. We had to go to ceramics. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, we had to go to ceramics. It had a higher crust factor. Okay, makes so sense. So when, when the formation starts, you start flowing it, it's going to want to slam shut.
0: Closed. Yeah, yeah, I got it you. It wants to
1: close. Right. Yeah, and then, you know, because you're taking some the formation sand out.
0: Yeah, you're removing it in the drilling and, process. And
1: so the, the fracture wants to close. Yep. So that's putting a lot of pressure on that property.
0: I'm going to try to find somebody smarter than me that can uh well, look a up video. Well, car-
1: Carbo Ceramics.
0: There you go, uh, shout out to Carble. Anyway, yeah. we'll put some links in, maybe to some videos and stuff like that to explain fracking but the reason, for the family that doesn't understand.
1: The reason I brought it up was, you know, when, when I tell you when we started using the boats, they were out of sight. You know, all I had was a, a Motorola radio, right? You know, and I'd say, uh, I say, hey man, what y'all doing? I'm watching You know, what? Oh. I, 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 I'll call you back. We're on the we're on the phone with the engineer. And the engineers in Houston, we it's called RDT, real data transmission. So this the engineers in Houston ninety nine point four four percent of the time watching screens
0: remote. Yep, remote with data. a laptop. Yeah,
1: and doing modeling and and, and out. Long story short, is you know once we you know once you get your when you got sand going down the hole, it stay in it. Yeah. They they. You don't stop. They wanna they wanna sand my tool up, and I'm like, dude. <laughs> so I go I go to the front of the manifold and I just oh, close no. that son of a gun because they couldn't see me either. Ooh. Just close it slowly. Oh. Boom! And I hear, hey, we just sand it out. I said, oh, really? <laughs> surprise <laughs> you did it to him i closed it out and i already told the journalist i'm stopping this i mean we already had 1700 pounds over the initial circuit
0: what it was called yeah you calling know, for
1: you know <laughs> it's, it's all math yep um, speaking of that it, there's some
0: really 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 smart people out in this oil patch we you know we may act simple we may talk simple but there's some really smart people that gone to school or.
1: How do say that? Don't take kindness for weakness.
0: Not true. <laughs> Absolutely. But don't take because we work in an oil patch. We're dummies either. It takes some smart people to do what we do. And that's all the way down the line. The engineers in Houston. Yeah, fine. They're smart. But the guys that are on the rigs, they're tough and they're smart and. They know how to get when, the in, job done. In the
1: early day de- in the earlier days when we started fracking with boats, the engineers actually came offshore.
0: There was a time. And
1: then when the uh, technology got better, right? They're like, man, I ain't gotta go out there. Nope. You know.
0: And now look at them. We're drilling wells with cyber chairs and computers and robotics, and Nobody all of that, touches the pipe. All that data is goes back real time to Houston. And all of those engineers, literally sitting in a desk area or an engineering area, and they can see every single parameter of every pump, every tool, and it's real time drilling. Oh, it yeah. is absolutely been, amazing.
1: Even uh, sending them the, the the block height. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh,
0: absolutely everything. So, the temperatures. So they know
1: it's like okay, I ju- we just made sit down, sit down, squeeze position. We just got to circulate position. So they they. they right on, a piece of paper yeah at this block height we're here At this block height we're here and so you know that's how they you know they say hey we're in reverse they're like hey, you know you're 10 feet deep
0: uh yep, exactly they're watching it and they and will they call you out, out. They, they know exactly what uh what's going on back in the day though when i started we had fax machine that was our highest technology and just a few years before that, they were just radios. Yeah.
1: Sideman.
0: SSB. At that time, the engineers sent a plan out and said, do it. The guys on the rig made it happen. The engineers weren't in the yeah, in the It
1: was like a five piece procedure. Now they're 170. Oh
0: God, <laughs> they're crazy. And and you have, you know, we're gonna go over page you know 73 through 84 today. And they'll go line by line. But back then, they just said, "Drill a hole to this depth and find out what's there." And the engineers were out of it. They just guessed where the oil was. The rig drilled the hole. The tool pushers ran the tools. The you know. Yeah. Now it's you a, it's didn't a have big no effort.
1: Specialty uh, people, you know. Everybody. Well, well, you did have the directional drills.
0: Well. That was probably That's the first. Be, it's something that I've I've harped on since this last downturn, which we'll talk about one day. Oh, yeah. Um Yeah. Ugh. So when I started, the downturn was in the eighties. Everybody was oh how bad the eighties were, how Lafayette was a, a ghost, town. ghost town. There was no businesses and everybody lost their jobs. Well, how long did that eighties um downturn last? I
1: think till ninety
0: three. Well, what I understand was that the true worst part of the downturn was about 18 months of of sheer shutdown and then it started coming back now somebody out there is a lot smarter i have not read that i've just been told that so i'm not going to pick dates
1: i've been through five downturns
0: well and that's where i was going what people don't understand is when we started the 80s downturn was the the trauma the bad we are just now exiting the worst downturn the industry has ever seen since we found oil. I we have been in a downturn since 14. 2014.
1: Oh, no. is this my condo? is This uh
0: well oh, we God. took a lot of that started the downturn. I'll give i grant you that. But 2014 is when drilling oil
1: well, prices were down.
0: Correct. Oil prices dropped drilling stopped um and it just stayed down. Oh man. and 14, 15, 16. We were seeing the daylight in late 2019, early 2020. 2020, 2020 and here 2020. comes COVID. And we were seeing the uptick. And when COVID hit, it put us in another two years of sheer drop. It's, oh, it's, Wayne, been, Wayne. it's been horrible. You know
1: what happened to the Gulf? All the rigs went overseas. That's nobody it. cares.
0: Right. No, yeah, you You're know, right.
1: There's no regulation. I've worked there. You know, there's only 16 rigs running in the Gulf right now. 16? 16.
0: Holy smoke, I had no idea there was that few. Wow.
1: We used to have uh,
0: hundreds of rigs in the Gulf. Hundreds. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, you got to look,
1: just say, your production platforms, they'll they'll have, you know, like, they'll work over, like, if it's a slick line unit, they call it a rig. No. That's not a rig. Uh, that's, that's a two-man operation. Right,
0: yeah. A you work, though, ain't,
1: you ain't employing that. 300-something people. No. You know? But actual rigs?
0: Well, worldwide, I mean, they scrapped all of the old oh. technology. Um, our our main, uh, when I say our, the industry's leaders and direction is typically comes out of Britain, the U.K., North Sea. Is Lloyds where- of London. Lloyds of London. Um, werewolves, it, werewolves of London, is what I was wanting oh, to sing. <laughs> Warren Ziba?
1: so No, it's Edward Zevon.
0: They, they tend to be at the at the front end of leading uh, what the rest of the industry is going to be doing, and that's a direct result of um, Piper I mean,
1: North, Alpha. Piper Alpha, yes, yes, yes. 178 people died. 160 something.
0: 60 something, I think. Piper Alpha was a turning point in the industry offshore for safety, and they did a fantastic job of figuring out what happened and what went wrong. And that safety culture has spread worldwide. That's the reason I say it leads out of there because typically they're the ones that are about 10 years ahead of everybody else doing crazy things that we end up doing
1: I guarantee down the road. I guarantee you, look about, probably about 80% of the fatalities you know, or accidents is communication. Always. You know, the other 20 is mechanical failure with, you know, preventative maintenance is supposed to stop.
0: Mm, Yeah. Reduces. Well, we've, we've done fantastic things with that. But part of what I was getting at was the rig count worldwide during this downturn, industry has canned all of the old technology, all of the old style drilling rigs. There was no work. They were all coal stacked and they've all turned them into staples. You know, they take them off to India and scrap them for steel. They're selling $200 million rigs for a million dollars just to get rid of it, get it off yeah, the books. That's right. And we all have high spec rigs now, or, or most of them are high I spec. I think
1: it's new one, gen eight now? Generation I, I think
0: there's an eight, I, I, somebody there's said a... there's a nine. Right. May, they may be just designing it, I Maybe don't know.
1: Some.
0: Those are generations of, of types of drilling rigs. Have you been to Mr. Charlie? Okay. Right down the road, right, so I, Mr. I worked, Charlie, on it, I
1: worked on it when it was in the Gulf.
0: You did not. Oh, that is cool. So, Mr. Charlie is the one of the first it's in
1: Morgan City.
0: It's just down the road. It's a it's a museum now. So, anybody in South Louisiana that comes to visit, swing by Mr. Charlie, and you can see the first offshore drilling rig.
1: I think I think it's the old land.
0: I don't know. I, I don't know. But it's I, I stopped there with the kids and showed them. All right, we're getting uh, at just at an hour, which is is perfectly fine. But I want to try to keep the podcast somewhere in the hour range. I want to pull out a gift that, uh, that Poopy gave me last night, and I want uh, I want him to open it up and explain it to everybody. It looks like it's in frame. And uh, yeah. last night while we were talking, he said, "I got something for you." So I'm collecting. Little oil field memorabilia to put in the trailer or to have.
1: actually this
0: way. All right. So. You put it on the. What see, is that this? That has
1: to go on a full- Tell them, tell
0: them it's what, what mud, it is. That's
1: a mud scale.
0: A mud scale.
1: See, there's nothing in it. That's right. So, I think. Look, look, let me go yeah. yeah. I think it's six, is it, six yeah. and a half pounds. 5 let pour this water in there. So, this is
0: the deal, guys. Uh, oil field knows everybody else doesn't. We have to weigh the mud is a critical component of drilling an oil well, and we need to know the exact weight, right? And water so weighs
1: is, 8.33 pounds per gallon.
0: Right. This is fresh water, right? And you see I, you I'm saying? all the,
1: the scale just went over. Because there you go. Got weight in I got it, weight now. in it.
0: Yep. So it should be 8.3 Got all these little graduation marks. I can't. Like I said, I can't see it. Let uh, me get my glasses. Well, look. It don't matter. Just move it over until it. Ah, uh, there you go. Look. So, go ahead. So, now you're trying to find that perfect balance. They'll That's call about that it. It's, a,
1: it's under nine. So. Eight point something. But that thing's dirty. It needs to be
0: yeah, clean.
1: Yeah. You got some scale. And- now they yeah, got yeah. fancy
0: scales and fancy ways. But, guys, this was used for eons. How to weigh that mud. I really appreciate you gifting this. I don't want to know where it came from, but uh,
1: <laughs> I didn't steal it. <laughs> I didn't say that. Might have been a five finger. This guy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. It's uh, a
0: pleasure. My first, uh, my first guest, Poopy Percy. I really appreciate your time, your generosity, opening your house. We're gonna have fun. You're gonna be back. You do another one.
1: Oh, anytime.
0: Anytime. All right, and I got another friend out there that wants to record too. But we actually have an appointment uh, for a friend. Uh, she's got a doctor's appointment. So we're going to wrap this sucker up. Oh, and... they
1: probably left her.
0: Oh, did they? It was at 1 I...
1: o'clock. In... Well, it's in Abbott.
0: So. I, I thought they were leaving at 1230. I uh, thought... That makes sense. Yeah. So we'll be out of here in just a minute. Hopefully wave them off. And then I'm heading to Crystal Beach. And we're going to do a rig party. Oh. Yes, sir. And have I you didn't
1: get an invite.
0: You can come. Come <laughs> with me. Jump in the truck. Come ride with me. <laughs> serious i, I mean
1: you're gonna put me on a plane oh no you gotta no, come you back having? you live in Gonzales. So. i
0: live in gonzalez i'll drop you right back off come with yeah. me i'm serious so of my rig that i'm on right now i was out there for two weeks and they said oh yeah we're having a rig party i said i'm bringing the trailer so i'm gonna take this podcast to a rig party you
1: need to get an external camera i know so, it i got them you know i got them and, and a b- recorder too. i got it
0: I do. I That's seriously some do. Crazy stuff. It's some crazy stuff. Everybody knows what a rig party is, or if you uh, don't, you'll find out.
1: Hurricane party.
0: Oh, hurricane party—that's a whole <laughs> other rabbit Ooh. hole. That's whenever you got to get off the rig because the hurricane's coming, and everybody man,
1: goes to you know where. Everybody goes to,
0: to town, and of course they go to church and they uh, pray for <laughs> safety and they pray that the hurricane Absolutely. goes another direction, Absolutely. and they would not ingest any. Foreign substances, or no, it's, look it's, at
1: it's prohibition
0: time. It's prohibition time. Well, that's what they tell you, <laughs> guys. You're still on the clock. Oh yeah. You 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 can't drink, and you have to stay at the hotel, and you have to be on a moment's notice, oh. right? When, when we're going back, we're going back the second that We'd hurricane. We say yes, boss. Where do they have to find us?
1: Ah, uh, master I'm
0: club. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. you <laughs> I did that. I did. I did we had the one with the one
0: arm no that was, was, that was in Rockport I was not <laughs> trust me if anybody knows where a strip club is ask an oil field hand they're gonna know <laughs> or a bar alright let me wrap this up guys thank you very much for joining us and I hope you enjoyed the content I'm looking forward to many many more of these I think we're gonna have a lot of fun doing it look forward to next week's uh,
1: rig party ciao vayocondias vayocondias
0: There you go. Nomad Mobile Productions is a broadcasting and media production company that produces podcasts and provides a mobile podcast studio complete with audio and video recording equipment. We also offer post-production processing, editing, marketing, and publication for podcasts. Our mobile production studio will come to you. Visit our webpage, nomadmobileproductions.com or our Facebook